Joining me today are Reviews Editor Arthur Gies and Managing Editor Michael McWhorter. My name is Charlie Hall, in for Justin McElroy. You're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. I am joined today by our esteemed editors, Arthur Gies and Michael McWhorter, to talk about Capcom's Ultra Street Fighter II for the Nintendo Switch. Now, we don't do many of these team reviews, but <laughs> as you said in your preamble, you two definitely have the most experience here with Street Fighter II, having played it in arcades, laundromats, and video game consoles since it originally released in 1991. I'll, I'll let you kick it off here, Arthur, with, uh, with what exactly is this game? I, wow, that's the oldest I've felt this week so far, so that's, this is a good start. Um, so, <laughs> Ultra Street Fighter Two is, I guess, a sort of repackaging of uh, Super Street Fighter Two HD Remix. Does that sound right, Mike? Is that the name? Yeah, I believe that is the name. Uh, which was a a sort of remaster of sorts of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo that appeared on the Xbox 360 and PS3 back in 2009, maybe 2010? Uh, Somewhere around there. Yeah. So uh, it was these remastered graphics over the original sort of hitboxes that ensured that the game would more or less play the same as it did back when the game came out originally. Uh, and Super Street Fighter 2... Turbo was 94 or so, I think. Um, but it, it's the, the basis of it is Street Fighter 2 from 1991 uh, with all the additions that were made to the game up until it was no longer called Street Fighter 2. Now, you get that kind of that Xerox effect, right? You're making a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy to some extent and then porting it to an entirely new system. So, you know... Did they accomplish the goal? Does this game play as well as those original classics? Uh, I think it could if, and Mike, do you want to take this? There are a few changes. So this is a, this has a different name for a few reasons. One, it's kind of a continuation of the Super Street Fighter II series, which, uh, you know, Street Fighter II was released and re-released in a, in a number of uh, sequels in the arcade and on consoles, uh, but the last major arcade release for Street Fighter 2 was uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, but this, uh, but as Arthur said, this is kind of a repackaging of some of the, the changes that happened with the uh, Turbo HD Remix release. Um, what it doesn't have are some of the balance changes that went into those releases um, that were for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Um, uh, but it does have the remastered graphics, and it does have a ver it does have the option to play with the older 16-bit style pixelated graphics. Um, so this is, you know, it's it it is kind of a it has a lineage. Uh, it is a kind of a copy of a copy of a copy in a lot of ways. Um, but I think you know what they're trying to do is uh, accomplish a couple things. Uh, one is remind people that Street Fighter is is now 30 years old. Uh, and that, uh, hey, we're going to 
celebrate it in some fashion by letting you uh, replay it with uh, o- older uh, graphics or newer graphics. And then also Capcom uh, uh, shareholders will hopefully celebrate because uh, it's one of the few available fighting games for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and Street Fighter has a, a history on, on Nintendo platforms. Uh, you know, uh, Street Fighter 2 came to the Super Nintendo uh, in probably its, its best form at the time. Um, and it was a huge, huge game for that system. Um, so this is kind of like, hey, you know, this is tapping into a little bit of the, the Nintendo uh, nostalgia for some people. Uh, and with the the lack of a proper virtual console, it gives people an opportunity to play uh, an old school fighting game. But of course, the history of fighting games, right, is the history of compromise. These things were originally designed as stand-up arcade machines, and bringing them to a console at all has always been challenging because you're dealing with a controller. And there's no there's no more unusual set of controllers than the ones that come with the Switch, fellas. How's this work out with those two Joy-Con? Poorly. Yeah. I think is the the easy answer. Uh I I, I think that uh over time the complaints about console gamepads for fighting games was mitigated somewhat by the fact that uh there were some really good gamepads for for Street Fighter games to the point where some pros and fans prefer certain kinds of controllers over sort of fight sticks. For those games um the switch is not that the switch first of all does not have a d-pad to speak of uh the directional input when using the switch as a portable device is on the left joy con which is four buttons as opposed to a sort of directional pad across key that can sort of travel and give us a full smooth circular motion the way that traditional gamepad controllers have and so the best option to play on the Switch, as far as uh, default methods, is the analog stick, which I think that pretty much any any even moderately interested Street Fighter fan would tell you is a suboptimal way to play. It's just the least suboptimal on the Switch right now. Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly not up to par with uh, you know arcade joysticks or fight sticks. Um, there are fight sticks coming to the Nintendo Switch from third parties, um, but you know I, I, I think for the people who are looking to just get a, a, a quick dose of nostalgia, um, and I actually had someone uh, approach me on the train the other day while I was playing Arms, uh, and he's like, "Hey, I just I how did you how did you get that?" And he's like, and then he's like, "I just bought Street Fighter Two for the Switch." Because I want to play it with my son, uh, and I was like, okay, I you know, it, I didn't want to say to him, oh, it's 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 not a great game, it's not a great version of the game or anything like that. It's it will probably suffice, and um, and you know, using the Joy Cons will probably suffice for him and his son because they're probably not going to be spending much time counting frames or or doing anything other than just kind of messing around, playing Street Fighter. A dad kind of showing his kid like, hey, this is. This is the fighting game that I used to play, and and now I, I can. It's it's kind of. I, I think I mentioned this in the review that like, you know, on paper, this is kind of a cool thing. Like you can just get a system, and then you can have a Street Fighter Two match anywhere on the go with two um, people because you can each Joy-Con can function as its own controller and technically has enough buttons to function uh, yep. fully. 
But so I mean, if you if you take it from the the approach that hey, I'm just gonna goof around with some Street Fighter and like show off how cool it is that the Switch can do this thing, uh, it's you know it's not the worst example. Um, but if you're looking for like a, a a really solid Street Fighter Two game, it's 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 not that great. And you guys you guys do coin in this review, which I really enjoyed, quote unquote, the Switch party trick and. You know that I, I think you, you make a good point. It's kind of fun to just be able to kind of bust this thing out wherever you are and get that dose of nostalgia. I don't know; it's a forty dollars dose of nostalgia, though. Yeah, it's it's like a board game that you paid a lot for. I don't know how many times you're actually going to play it. Uh, I think that the once you get past the sort of limitations of the hardware, which are what they are, you know, like your the Switch, the Joy Cons are the Joy Cons. That's fine. Um, I think that the the thing that really got to me about this game is less the controller and more the sort of cynicism behind it, behind the packaging, behind the sort of absolutely minimal effort in presentation and packaging. Uh, there's, we've had a lot of sort of remaster conversations over the last several years, uh, some good, some bad, but I think that there are certain expectations that people have come to have about what a game with preserved gameplay and updated graphics and sound can offer and one of the sort of bare minimums is that you during a game you might be able to swap back and forth between the old soundtrack and the sort of old and new visuals and just to start with that's something that uh the switch version of street fighter 2 just does not allow you you can't change the visual or audio presentation without backing out of a game completely and going to the options menu uh, an options menu that is incredibly bare bones and very strangely organized, no less. So I think that right away led to a bad taste in my mouth. Well, especially coming on the heels of another uh, kind of compilation that came out a month or two ago, the Disney Afternoon Collection. I think that they put that together so lovingly and so carefully and had so many bells and whistles packaged into that thing that it, it really stands in stark contrast to this Ultra Street Fighter 2. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And I, I feel like the, the people who are behind that game uh, and I think are also behind the original uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection. That, like you know, you know, yeah, you know they they these are people who have like a, a passion for retro gaming and preservation, and and that's not what this game is. And you know, I spoke earlier uh, in the podcast about this being kind of a celebration of Street Fighter's 30th anniversary, and like I may have extended Capcom a little too much credit there because this is, you know, the the 30th anniversary presentation comes in the form of there is a logo that pops up every time you start the game that says that reminds you that Street Fighter is now 30 years old. Um, but as Arthur said, this is pretty, it's pretty bare bones. You know, you, you can't do kind of on the fly switching between visuals and audio. Um, the character, uh, you know, color editor is, is pretty thin. Um, I was a little disappointed by it. There is a kind of a Street Fighter uh, art gallery in there, but even that is like the functionality of it is so basic that like I started to dig into it and thought, okay, I don't want to just page through this huge like archive of Street Fighter artwork that was scanned in for this game. There's just not a whole lot in there that that says, hey, this is like this is a proper preservation or archive of Street Fighter. This is basically what kind of Capcom was doing continuing their their business practice at the time, which was 
tweak, add a few new characters, and re-release Street Fighter Two to the masses because it was just so huge and such a moneymaker that, hey, we can keep pumping these out without going into full development of a new game. And that's kind of what Ultra Street Fighter Two is for the Switch. Tell me more about this first-person thing that it has, though. This oh, is the first oh that I've heard about this. Okay, Hopefully I, the last that you hear about. Oh, general. dear. Oh, dear. Uh, it's not It's not great. It's called Way of the Hado, um, and you basically play as uh, Ryu from first person, uh, and it's all, it's purely uh, motion-controlled. Um, and so basically what you can do is you can perform Ryu's special moves uh, with, uh, with Joy-Con motion control actions. Um, and what you do is you, you shoot fireballs at incoming uh, Shadowloo soldiers, and you, you, know, you do whirlwind kicks and dragon punches and, uh, and block, and, and that's kind of it. It's, it's really ugly, for one thing. Um, it's a really unattractive mode. Um, but uh, the motion controls are, are finicky at best. Um, and it's just not a whole lot of fun. Um, I, I don't know. Arthur, do you have any thoughts on Way of the Hadou? I, it, it feels like something that was... In reviews, I dislike speculating on the sort of de- realities of development because that's not necessary to talk about what a game is worth, but it feels like something that was slapped together very quickly as an excuse to charge as much as they are charging for this game because it is a $40 re-release of a game that sold for considerably less and sells now for 3 or $4 on the on XBLA and, and PSN. Uh, it just, it, it again, it contributes to this feeling that the whole thing is this very cynical exercise in pumping something out very quickly that looks like it takes advantage in the barest way of what the Switch does. And it feels like something that would be very much at home on a slapped-together port of Street Fighter from the Wii. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I can try to spread any layer of, of positivity over this mode, it's that maybe Capcom was experimenting, right? Maybe they were just looking at the, at the uh, Nintendo Switch and thought, well, what can we do with Street Fighter that kind of fits this hardware platform? And, and let's let's play around with some motion, motion controls. And maybe someone came up with a with a quick demo or a, you know a technical presentation and said, hey, you know I can we can do these we can do a dragon punch with the with the motion controls. And then somebody said, okay, I tell you what, take a handful of people from the team, try to flesh it out, and let's see where it goes. It wasn't going to be a full game, so they just said, okay, let's put it in this Street Fighter 2 re-release. And, uh, you know, and I think, you know, I mentioned this in the review that, like, it's definitely not presented as one of the main core features of the game. I think it's mentioned on the back of the box. Um, But it's it's definitely a a diversion at best. It's, It's just not a lot of fun. Um, I think it. I think it's a great case study for um, motion controls not working very well on the Switch. Um, I think there are other games that that do a much better job of it, but I don't recommend anyone spend considerable amounts of time with Way of the Hado. Well, based on your review of the game, Polygon's editors elected to give it a 6.0, 40 bucks available now in stores and as a digital download, or or just a physical product right now. Everything is digital on Switch. There you go. So that's that's great. Hey, while, while I got you both here, uh, Arthur, you're over there on the left coast. Mike recently transplanted to the right. I'm here in the Midwest. Next week, 
we're all getting together for E3 in Los Angeles. Anything in particular you guys are looking forward to? Uh, you making me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things I enjoy. So you let me know what your egg order is and I will blast it out of the kitchen, no problem. I'm looking forward to whatever Nintendo has to bring for the Switch because it's a fun little system. I think there's a lot of potential for it. Uh, I don't think third parties are realizing that potential right now, but Nintendo usually does a very good job of that. But Charlie, I will bring my Switch and you yes. can play some Wave the Hadoo yourself and you can you can gauge whether you think it's worth $40. We shall see. Myself, I'm looking forward to getting hands on Far Cry 5. Ubisoft tells me that they're going to have it playable there. But we shall see. Another thing we're going to try and do, I know that Justin uh, McElroy is going to be in town as well. We're going to try and get a round table together at our at our hotel where we're staying, the, the Polygon staff, to talk about some of our favorite games and experiences from E3. So folks, you've got that to look forward to here on Quality Control next week. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for having me. And thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a lot more up on Polygon.com. With E3 coming next week, we've got roundups of everything we expect from all of the major players. We got your Microsoft, your Sony, your Ubisoft, your EA. All of those companies have press conferences. We've put up today roundups of what we expect each one of them to talk about. And, of course, next week, our special episode of Quality Control, a roundtable discussion of some of the things we saw on the show floor. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.